Hi, I'm Britton LaRue, and this is Moon to Moon. Moon to Moon is a space to consider, celebrate, and share the ways we come home to ourselves, anchor through change, and uncover our power. One month, one phase, one loving step at a time. Hello, Moon to Moon. It's your valiant steward, Britton LaRue. (laughs) And I'm here with another episode. I believe I'm going to be calling this one Revolutions, Not Resolutions. Before I get in, I just want to say hello. How are you? How are you? How are you? This is some intense astrology. I'm so proud of Venus for being so insistent with us in this square with Pluto. Insistent. Whatever's coming up may be for love. It may be to help us trust and love one another more openly and from a less wounded space. I'm really excited about what I want to talk to you about. I have few things. There are few things that get me so passionate, so deep in my passion as speaking about time. Astrology is a study of time. Astrology came to us, I believe, to help us be in time, to help us relate to time to help us look back, look present, look forward in time. Because being inside of time, this has just been coming through for me. Being in time is the precious, precious, precious gift of being embodied as humans. This treasure of a thing, this being human, it's hard some days. It hurts. We feel so much. And part of all of it, infused in all of it, is our relationship to time and to timelines. 
in the experience of being past, present, future all the time. Time is at the heart of it. I'm only really just understanding what this business of astrology means to me and how I want to talk about it to any humans who want to hear my thoughts on relating to astrology as a technology to support us in being spirits embodied inside of time and the consciousness of time. The consciousness of time passing and all things ending. It means so much to me. And so I'm really excited to share with you some thoughts on time that I will be vigorously and passionately, is that a word? Passionately deeply committed to sharing with you in my upcoming container, Seeding the Year. As you know, if you've been hanging around with me for a while, um, I like to share things before I know what they mean. Recently, in this last week, I shared a thing that just came to me, which is, but Britain, what about unshaming Vagetarius? <laughs> what about that Vagetarius business? <laughs> if you're not following me on Instagram, or even, or if you are, this was like last Thursday, the... 30th of November, the day of unshaming Sagittarius. And we discussed, and so many amazing things came through. So much collective wisdom came through. And I know from many individuals that it is deeply alive now in the collective field. This me just throwing a thing out there and now it exists and we're talking about it. And it's living in us. Unshaming Vagetarius, if you want in on it, go invest in Unshaming Sagittarius. It was amazing, perhaps my favorite one so far. And so like that, back in, go all the way back to this time of year, 2018, I had this vision of a handout to make for my tiny little newsletter community my tiny little Instagram community, my tiny, tiny client base called Seeding the Year, Setting Intentions with the Symbolic Language of Astrology. It was a handout with what was coming through for me to share about working with the intensity of time awareness at the New Year's Threshold. 
And the first year I did it as a handout for like $11, you could just buy my little PDF converted from a Word document. I made a little drawing inspired by Elska, Elsa Bescu, who wrote like The Root Children and Around the Years, Swedish, I think, um, author, children's books, inspired by her work, infusing that folk kind of aesthetic and folk uh, vibe into time teachings to help us goal-oriented people work with the planets to support us with our dreams for our life here in ways that would feel different than traditional New Year's resolution culture that had I had found to not actually be very supportive, loving, or even effective at helping me make a life of my dreams. And then since then, I've been creating that workbook into hard copies. And every, I think into it was like Jan 2021. And then January of last year, I also did live teachings where I shared like what's coming through now for me on this. Because I've taught astrology so much longer and I've been living this so much longer than when this first just came blurting out of me and I was like I kind of don't know what it is but here you go what do you think so I've been living into it and um what came through from writing living astrology the my book that I'll be talking a lot more about in my next episode Um, And then from teaching astrology as praxis, holding that space, and then from doing Unshaming the Signs starting last spring with Aries, it became clear that that old workbook in hardback needed to be let go because um, it Every year I was just like updating a few things here and there and like kind of band-aiding over old stuff, which isn't to say it wasn't super helpful. It isn't to say that you loving it and it helping you so, 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 so much isn't valid. It is completely and utterly valid. What I did was completely and utterly valid. But my past self was passing my future self, me now. It was passing me the ball trusting me that I would know what to do as I started to understand what I'm talking about. And what needed to happen was I released the the hard copy, the old teachings out so I could allow to emerge what's ready to fully emerge in live form through this container that's upcoming. And whatever comes through that I want to then make a new hardback on the next year, possibly with a publisher. We'll see what happens. I don't know yet. So let me tell you some things about the philosophy here and allow you to feel into, do you want more? Do you want to get really down and dirty with this? Do you want me to 
help you apply this to your life? Do you want to like really get in? Then I want you to join Seeding the Year. It's $111 through December 10th. Then it's 124 for 2024. And what it's going to be, I'll get more into this in a minute, is it's going to have a bunch of pre-recorded teachings to help you in honoring 2023. And then there's a four-hour live meetup on January 5th that will work excellent as a recording. You're going to want the recording because you're going to want to be listening to this many times, like on repeat. And then um, it's just going to be a full space of like pre-made material plus that live. It's truly revolutionary. And it is like a very potent and condensed form of everything that emergence astrology is about. Here for you in a lower capacity, lower financial commitment level, the like punch, here it is. Apply it, apply it to your year, see what happens. Yeah, so let me tell you, I was sitting down with Seeding the Year the other day and I heard, here for revolution, not resolutions. Here for revolutions, not resolutions. I was like, hmm, sexy, yeah. So high level, you know, just like at a high level. Um... this started to come through because it's like, I'm interested in a revolutionary approach. Like, let's like wipe out this old paradigm of resolutions. Um, And so then I looked into the etymology of these words, which are only different because of one consonant. So revolution, nerd out with me here, is rooted in the in the the meaning of the art of revolving, the act of revolving, referring to a cyclical occurrence of revolving around a wheel. And it was originally used to describe studying the celestial bodies. How cool is that? Revolution. The root means to bend around or to roll back, to go over, to turn over. And then the the meaning of the word started to change into to pass through changes, to pass through changes, to come around a process in time. So with these associations, bending around to go over, to pass through, to come around a process in time, this is what we do with the wheel of the year. The wheel, the year is a wheel. It's a wheel. 
So when we come through to this Gregorian turn of the wheel, we're passing through, we're going over, we're bending around. It's a cyclical occurrence in this act of revolving that is revolution. And part of what we're doing is we're passing through change. We're coming around to change. And then it wasn't until a few centuries ago that it started to have this meaning of a sudden change, like a political revolution or a scientific revolution or like the industrial revolution. And this is like, whoa, at a personal level, just super moving because these were the areas in art history I was always interested in studying. I was always studying the impact of the industrial revolution on perspectives unlike the human experience of like what happens to time that gets industrialized. This is like, it's just wild because I've been studying this actually my whole life or like my whole adulthood, just in a different context. And so here for revolution, both thinking about the wheel of time and the celestial bodies and how they help us to go over, to turn over, to pass through change, to come around a process in time. And also here for revolution, as in I'm here for a healing revolution. I'm here for a love revolution. I'm here for a reprogramming revolution. I'm here for the unlearning revolution from harmful conditioning, from toxic conditionings, from the legacies of white supremacy and colonialism, from the legacies of scarcity drawn up especially potent in capitalist times, capitalist capitalist distortions as it's come through as corporate capitalism and not small business capitalism. So here for those revolutions, like my work is very serious to me because I am actually interested in revolution. I don't think that I'm the center. I don't think that I'm the leader. I think I'm showing up for the revolution. Are you interested in my take in that? You know, I have very Aquarian visions for my work. Aquarius ruled by Saturn. Saturn Lord of time, Saturn. The astrologer Erin Kelly was just reminding me yesterday in a reading with her that I was born on Saturn's day, Saturday, at Saturn's hour, just after dawn, being a 12th house person. And I'm a Capricorn moon ruled by Saturn, and Saturn's, Saturn's my, my planet, you know? Saturn's the planet that I get the most teary talking about. Capricorn is the, plan, the chapter of my book that made my boyfriend weep. <laughs> Sweet love. Um, I just, I'm so here for an invigorating revolution around how we relate to Saturn and time. The Gregorian turn is inside of Saturn's domain because it happens in Capricorn season.
And so seeding the year is in many ways my framework for relating to Saturn differently and to Capricorn differently as we face the turn of the wheel. Not resolutions. Resolution comes from an original root of a breaking or reducing into parts. It's related to dissolve. This solve part is like breaking down. And then over the time that started to be associated with the idea of like solving a problem, like solving something, because because you've reduced it to parts, you're able to identify like where the problem is and like solve the problem. So from this place of like getting to the bottom of things, getting to the problem from breaking it to parts, resolutions started to have something to do with the power of holding firmly with a fixed purpose, like having resolve, resolving to do things, holding firmly with fixed purpose. And then pretty quickly, it started to have a moral tone that this idea of like holding firm with a fixed purpose was like a moral issue, like morally upright, quote unquote, good people then are able to hold firmly. Like, so now we're in the realm of morality. So starting to in the um, 1780s, we start to see the word resolution being associated with New Year's. And it specifically was about bettering oneself. Like New Year's resolutions, their purpose is to, quote unquote, better yourself. And that is associated in turn with piousness. This idea of um, goodness and godliness in Christianity of the, the pious, the, the, the degree to which you can stay morally holding firmly to your purpose is a sign of your goodness and your godliness. Okay, so to me, this is like the history of the word getting contaminated by what I would say is shame culture, the rhetoric of shame as having something to do with your goodness, your ability to stay disciplined to your resolve, having something to do with how good you are. And thus, the opposite, because this is a binary world here, the opposite is that you are bad if you can't stick to your resolution, right? (laughs) Okay, so that's the background. That's the pre- like that's the that's the prelude to this conversation. Um, revolutions, not resolutions. <sighs> you know, I have found it to be true that resolutions didn't love me very much. This whole resolution business 
was never supportive to me. And I just got, I just made my shame worse. And it just got worse every year. Transformation, transforming your relationship to the new year is possible. That's what my dream here is. My dream in my containers, and especially with the Seeding the Year project, is to help you see that new ways of relating to the new year, of new ways of relating to like having a dream for your life, having a dream for like it being different this time, having a, having a hope that there's any possibility that you really could live your dreams. This is a possible thing. This is a possible thing. So that's been my career is I seed the year, you know, I seed, I seed the lunar cycles too. I seed my months, I seed my weeks, I seed my days, you know, but like I take this new year's business really seriously as a seeding the year project. And I have found it to be true that it is effective. Like, This methodology that I'm teaching is a methodology methodology that is not comfortable, but it is effective at helping you to actually bring things down onto the earthly plane from your dream field. That's what I'm talking about. But there's a lot of clearing to do. There's like a lot of clearing to do to protect that dream on its way down, on its way down to the plane. There's a, there's, there's like, there's a whole lot of things that want to happen and need to happen for you to trust that this is possible. And so seating there is very much about, um, a program, like a, a template, a, a, a set of guidance, um, a set of practices to help you protect your dreams on their way down. <laughs> because what I have found to be true is that um, the things that I seed the year with happen and often beyond my um beyond what I think is possible. And it's just true. Like, I don't want to pretend that it's not true just because it sounds so hokey. Because the truth is, like, my whole philosophy is very hokey. Like, let's be honest. My whole thing is, like, about love. And how love is hokey in this world. <laughs> but it's, this is also, like, fierce. It's also super fierce because the process of trusting love is going to mean looking at a lot of things that require you to be extremely brave. And you know this if you've been hanging around me for a while. There's no bypassing in this love story, you know? So, 
yeah, it's really requires an, a deep look at all the things that aren't helpful, you know, in your ways of looking at the world and of relating to the planets. When you're new to this philosophy, you can approach the planets for what they represent, you know, like before you have a deep relationship with the planets, you can begin by thinking them as representing things that you do know. Like Venus represents my capacity to um, notice and name, ask for and receive what I want to feel good. You know, my friends, (laughs) that is not easy. I spend six to nine months with one-on-one clients working on growing the trust in the capacity to notice, name, ask for, and receive what you desire. You know, we have all kinds of conditioning around what makes that hard. So seeing the year, this is what I mean, is not going to bypass all the things that are hard about this. It's important to confront them lovingly so that you can access the kind of relationship you want to have. So there's a lot of accountability and responsibility in this work, which is why it may not be for everyone, you know? But for those who are here for it, you know how potent and powerful these teachings are. And this year, it's coming through at like a way more intense, honest, open, and um, uh, condensed, like um, crystallized frequency, But as you get to know the planets, like many of you who do, who want seating the year will find many of you have relationships with the planets as beings or as um, teachers, as mentors, as siblings, as, um, as deities even. Like that's your business. I'm not, I'm not interested in telling you how to, how to name what the planets mean to you, but I'm interested in guiding you towards a deeper trust in the way of relating to the planets that will feel most empowering to you, you know? So, you know, what will come up is that resolution culture is shame culture. Um, so what do you do when you are someone who like loves goals? What do you, what do you do if you're someone who like wants to dream? You want to have ambition. You want to have vision. I'm sorry. Who doesn't, you know, who doesn't? And so, but, but the thing is we're terrified of it. We're terrified of like, here we go again. Another round of me to being disappointed in myself. Like, oh, great. Self-sabotage, quote unquote. I have words on self-sabotage. And, and so it will really mean, um, so coming in here, 
It's like, what do you do if you want to have goals, but you're completely exhausted and depleted from New Year's resolutions? Like maybe years ago, you were like, I'm never making New Year's resolutions again. And I'm here to tell you like, great, not here for resolutions, here for revolutions. (laughs) Seeding the year is revolutionary. And like, what would it be like to believe that you could go back into it? You don't have to believe it. You can just experiment. What would it be like to experiment with the possibility that you could once again be someone who names their dreams at the start of the year, but you, but coming from a very different energetic? It's not the energetic of there being something wrong with you now. It's not coming from the energetic of an external template for what success is. It's not coming from the energetic of this time I won't be such a fuck up. The thing is, shame, um, I'm turning on my light. Resolution culture is from the same culture as urgency urgency like as if like if it doesn't happen soon if it doesn't happen now if it doesn't happen this year then blank like hurry up and get me to when I can feel what I can feel safe that's what these things come from Capricorn's polarity is cancer we want to feel emotionally safe and secure by achieving our goals like if I just hit quote-unquote hit my goals then I make quote-unquote success then I'll be what, why are we doing it? Why are we doing it? To be worthy of love, validation, safety, and security, cancer, the opposite of Capricorn. They're one thing. Cancer Capricorn is one thing. Just opposing um, manifestations or expressions of a larger desire, which is what? To belong. To belong. So when we make resolutions from this place of like belonging question mark, belonging question mark, whoa, that's like, that is setting goals from a place of shame and a place of distortion. And I'm not here for it. I have other things to say from the planets about that idea. The planets would like us to stop being so unkind to ourselves. The planets from my cosmology would like to help us quit, cute and sweet, cute and sweet humans from having such a limiting idea about who we are. And some parts of you may be like, Britain, I want to believe you, but it sounds really dangerous. Yeah, it is. It does feel dangerous to trust in revolution because you haven't seen it yet, you know? You haven't lived that way. The truth is the core of this class is like part of a much larger, much longer invite-in that I have with you all the time. Seeding the year is really important because it has to do with 
this particular hot sensation, high sensation, really tricky, often extremely depressing time of year, which is the turn of the Gregorian calendar that falls in Capricorn season. I'm here for you. I have something to say, and I have things to help you with this. Do you want to do this with me? Do you want to hear what I have to say? Do you want this guidance? That's what I want you to think about. If the answer is yes, get in because I want you to get into the honoring 2023 stuff before we meet. Seeding the year is a radical reprogramming. Specifically with some of these keywords. Uh, keyword intention. I would like to like put the way we use intention on a meat hook. That's an Anana reference. Like let's kind of kill the way we've been using it in wellness culture. Let's 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 get rid of it a little bit, you know, and bring it back to life in a radical reframe. We're gonna kill it and reanimate it anew from a revolutionary point of view, not a resolutionary point of view. We're going to kill and reanimate manifestation. How about that? We're going to kill it and reanimate it. We're going to kill and reanimate potential. I don't want to hear that word potential in my presence unless it's in a reanimated form and has been completely killed from its shame culture meaning. The word potential is extremely damaging. We're going to kill and reanimate the word abundance and we're going to kill and reanimate the word success. And I'm sure there's a whole slew of other ones that we're going to talk about too. You really have to like let get like get off of a word, everything associated with it that has something to do with shame or problems, or like this is what success looks like versus not success. Then you can come back to them and play with them from this innocent place of trust and playfulness and inevitable joy and believing that right here and now all things are possible. So the other thing that I want to do with you in the live teaching and across this um, offering is offer you time technology teachings for each of the seven planets. You can think of this as seven radical reframes for how you are relating to time or seven time hacks you haven't tried yet. Seven emergence astrology invitations for your um, pleasure. (laughs) for living from your dream field, like fill it in. Like the planets have things to teach us. We have traditionally only worked with the new year from the perspective of a very wraith-like Saturn that our culture has adopted. So I not only want to radically reframe the relationship we have with Saturn, but actually then show you how there's all these other ways to relate to time that we learn from all the other traditional planets. 
Sun, Moon, Mercury, Venus, Mars, and Jupiter also relate to time, but they, they're not hourglass time. That's a very different type of time than Saturn's time. And we just aren't relating to them these ways. And so I'm going to help you tune into this and set your dreams, set, come into intention after we've reanimated the word intention with something different here, set those dreams for 2024 with these different time intentionalities, with these different time technologies, with these different ways of relating to the experience of time. And I want to show you that you already know this, actually. You already know this. Everything you're going to hear, you're going to be like, why is this so familiar? Or you're going to be like, I think I did know this, actually. I'm remembering it now, you know? And that's how all of this works is because we've just been conditioned to not see. And I'm, he- I'm here with like, try it on. What do you think? How does it feel? And then as you remember it your own way, you can go take it and keep playing with it to your genius, to your style, to your chart, to, to, to the ways you want to work with it, like beyond me. I'm not teaching you a template that you have to follow like a certain way. There's not a right or wrong about this. You can't do this wrong, seeing the year. You can't do this wrong the way I'm going to teach it. Like this idea of doing things right or wrong is, is like part of the inherent problem. So like, I can't make the live. I can only hear it on the replay. Is that bad? Already we have a problem. <laughs> because there's no bad here. You come live because you're one of those people that wants to come live. You come live because you're like, I don't want to wait another day to get these teachings into 2024. I could have had this live later in January, but I personally would not like that. I personally am such a like time lover and like, um, I like precision and I like, um, like I want to get on it. You know what I mean? I want to get on it. Like I want to get into it as soon as 2024 hits. I'm like, let's go seeing the year time now. So like January 5th for me was the latest I could possibly imagine doing this. And some of y'all will still be holidaying. Some of y'all may still have kids at home and it's hard to do. Or some of you, who knows, you may be traveling. No problem. It's going to be an amazing replay. And as I said earlier, everyone's already going to be replaying it, whether that's the first time you heard it or not, because it's going to be one of those things you're going to need to listen to more than once because every time you hear it, you're going to be like, oh, I missed that last time. Holy shit. So it's one of those investments that keeps giving back to you the more you interact with it. Trusting that the timing of you interacting with it is going to be perfect. You don't get to it till Aquarius season, no problem. That's exactly when you were meant to hear it. You have to trust this because... This is part of the whole philosophy that all timing is perfect. But some people are like me and they're like, I want it. I'm like ready to get on the horse. Like, get me on it. 
And so we're going to do it pretty straight out of the gates at Jan 5, 2 to 6 p.m., four hours. That's central time. Um, And then the replay will just be available for those who couldn't make it. Um, Yeah, so who is this for? It's especially for... um, it's, it's for anyone longing for a different relationship to the new year. Um, if you feel anxiety about it, if you feel like bombed out because this time of year has let you down before or you feel like you let yourself down at this time of year, maybe you're just like, Britain, I just want what you're doing. Just tell me what you're doing because what you're doing seems to be working for you. That's an amazing reason to hop into seeding the year. What I do now is not the same thing that's in my workbooks, seeding the year of years past. So if you have those workbooks, that is not, I'm just being honest, like that doesn't mean, oh, I already know seeding the year, so I don't need to go to the workshop. Of course, you don't need to go to the workshop if you don't want to. But they're not the same things because I really needed to let the workbooks drain out because they still had a lot of like my old conditioning in them. And they have a lot in them that I would not put in there now. And I want to share with you what I do. Um, and as always, like I said, it's, a, it's an amendable, flexible template because I'm not interested in you being just like me. Um, I mean, I'm not saying my way is the only way. I want it to be a seed, right? Like what I give you is a seed to then live through your frequency and your path. And that's my favorite thing about it is I just feel very integrity with it that way. I'm super pumped um, because Unshaming Capricorn is so related to the themes of seeding the year I'm actually including as a bonus unshaming Capricorn in seeding the year so if you invest in seeding the year you are going to get unshaming the signs Capricorn so that's especially great um, for anyone who was definitely going to be going to unshaming Capricorn anyway and this is going to be one of my biggest unshaming promos because it just means so much to me to uh, unshamed Capricorn. The Capricorn part of us is so important. It's so beautiful. It is just so beautiful. And I think there, it's probably got to be the sign that's the least properly understood and most maligned in our culture because it has probably been the most warped by our toxic cultures, our shameful conditioning. So there's just so much to say, so much to say, so much to say, so much to say. And to be honest, everything that I said in Unshaming Sag is actually really important to Unshaming Capricorn. So once again, I want to give a plug for that $33 investment. I don't know how you could spend $33 better than Unshaming Sagittarius. So I'll include links for 
unshaming Sag by itself, unshaming Capricorn by itself, and unshaming seating the year in this episode. I'm really especially calling in this moon-to-moon community. It was so incredible seeing the stats for and from Spotify wrapped um, that just really underline that like, this is a really, um, like it's an engaged community, you know? Uh, it just is so beautiful and moving to me that this thing that I do into my phone is of service and is like enjoyed so much by those of you who are really committed to it. Um, that is a dream, you know? Starting a podcast was in my seating the year, the year that I started this. And I'm really excited for those of you who are really committed to my voice and really committed to my work. I'm really excited to bring you into this teaching, into, into this radical reframe, into this revolution, this revolution in relating to the turn of the year. So as I said, just to reiterate, early bird is through December 10th. Now the week of December 10th, like after December 10th is when I'm going to be releasing honoring 2023 material. And the idea there is for you to do that anytime between now and when we meet. Um, I, if you want, like Britain, we want to know what you do. If that's how you're feeling, just tell us how you do it. You know, it can be really hard for me to, to name what I do because I like don't want you to be too attached to doing it just because it's what I do. But I can also see where there, where there might be just like this desire to at least know, you know, and then you can just decline it. I'm going to give you the opportunity to decline what I do. And that is that... Um, I like to do honoring the year I've just lived between the winter solstice and through uh, December 31. I like to be complete or at least nearly complete by Jan 1 because I'm just funny that way. This is just me being funny. I'm just funny. So winter solstice is December 21 and that's obviously a very busy time for so many of us, but not everyone. So the honoring 2023 part, you could do in like a multi-hour window where you say, loved ones, I'm taking this afternoon to myself or I'm taking tomorrow morning fully to myself. Can you honor that? You know, or you could just wake up a little bit early every day in that window and just do pieces of it. So I'm designing it so that it will come in smaller bites, specifically for the really busy people who may only be able to receive it in bites. And for the people who receive it all at one in one day, well, then you just click through each of the things and do it all at once then, you know, that way it's like, I want to create it to be the most feasible and doable possible for people who are are like want to do it, but are like, how am I going to make that happen? You know, I have all these people I'm engaging with all the time. That's the hardest part of that time for me is like all these people that I'm 
feeling like I have to be responsible to, you know, talking to, eating with, uh, feeding. It's the hardest for my 12th house self where, who likes large swaths of time where no one talks to me. Um, I think that's it. I think that's all I wanted to say. I'm so excited. So excited. So excited. I just want to close here. To express my wonder and love and gratitude for what sometimes feels like the miracle of new ways of seeing, new ways of being, new ways of relating to myself with time. Expressing my love and my wonder and my gratitude for being gifted with the capacity to share what I learn in ways that resonate. And expressing love and wonder and gratitude to my past self who had the swagger to be naming a thing that she didn't understand and trusting that I would know what to do. Expressing love, wonder, and gratitude to my future self who will know what to do with what I'm doing today. Expressing love, wonder, and gratitude to all listeners, to your spirits, to the spirit in you who wants to play with the spirit in me, weaving new ways of being for a healing revolution on this planet that we love so much. Expressing love, wonder, and gratitude at this human experience. What a gift. What a gift to live inside of time. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hope to see you there. Bye for now.